What is going on, everybody? My name is Jay, and I'm here with... David. Adam. And we are Southern Fried Game Night. Yes, I know we haven't made a video or done any streaming or anything in about 47 years. But we're back. Quarantine has brought us together. Uh, and we're ready to do our first top 10 list. Yeah, got... very... Real excited about it. It's going to get a bit ugly on this one, I think. Got some games. <laughs> I know you guys like on here. <laughs> so the top 10 list we decided to do for our first one is the top 10 duds. And what we mean by that is games that we were highly anticipating, and they ended up just absolutely falling flat whenever we played them. So it's going to be games that we probably don't like. <laughs> um, so I don't know about you guys. The way I ordered my list is my number one isn't necessarily the worst game on my list, but it's the one that disappointed me the most in terms of expectation and how it ended up being. Did you guys follow suit, or is y'all's number one just the worst game on your list and the number 10 is the best game on your list? Um, I have several games I like on my list. It, the experience just kind of <laughs> fell apart totally. My number one is just the game disappointment and just the whole experience of it. As people you played it with and people I played it with, uh, just disappointed by the whole thing. So yours is more <laughs> of an experience, like an experiential kind of uh, dud. From my yeah. Mine, mine. I got ten through five are games that were probably they're probably the biggest duds on the list. <laughs> but I'll play them again. Okay. So that's why I put them, you know, ten through six, and then five through one. I was pretty excited to play these, and then they just were horrible. So, <laughs> do you own <laughs> any of the games on this list? <laughs> I own one. You own only one. Only because my son won't let me get rid of it. And I'll okay. explain that when we okay. get to it. Okay. And what about you, Dan? <laughs> I have... I own actually six of the <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I have enough. I've got them up, ready to sell or get rid of. I yep. just have So I have two of the duds on my list. Only because uh, it was one of those things where I bought it without having played it yet and i just haven't gotten rid of it yet not because i want to keep it it just i haven't had the chance to sell it or anything so without further ado i've got a few that i bought that didn't play and now they're gone and out of my house so you know those will be in the top five for sure (laughs) so without further ado we'll go ahead and get started with number 10. i'll go first this game i played probably at least five years ago. This was five years ago, and I haven't played it since. I played it twice in the same year, and this was around the time that I started playing board games. Tabletop was out, and everyone was making a fuss of all the games that that were on tabletop. Like when Betrayal House on the Hill was played on there, it went out of stock for, I don't know, like a year and all that kind of stuff. And I'm 90% sure they played this on tabletop. So I wanted to play it, and I, I thought, oh, they played it, so it's got to be good. And it's a game called Kingdom Builder. I really did not like this game at all. I can't really pinpoint 
I barely even remember the, the mechanics. I think you flip over a card and then you build a building on one of those lands. Have you guys played this game before? I've not. It's very simple, but it's so boring. I, I, if I remember correctly, you flip a card and you build a house on one of the tiles on the map of that land type. And you're trying to get like end game bonuses for where you build your buildings and crap like that. I don't know, just something about it just did not click with me. I I didn't really like it. I and it was so long ago that I played it. I barely even remember the rules, but it was just boring to me. It was not interesting at all. Did what Dad played it? What do you think? Have you do you like it? No, I think in fact <laughs> I was with you when you got this game. I think. I think you got it in South Carolina at, uh, <laughs> at Boardwalk, actually. I never bought this game. You never bought it? No, I played a friend's copy. Okay. Well, yeah, no. The game is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the gameplay is boring. Um, yeah, it's, it's and just And it's not... very popular. It's a very popular game. Yeah, there's been like a million Kickstarters for it, and it's just so ugly I've never even wanted to play it. Yeah, right. it's it's not good. It's like area control, wash, rinse, repeat. You do that for the whole thing. It's just, it's just you know, you play it over and over again. Nothing ever really changes with the game. It's just not really done well. Yeah, but it's there's tons of expansions for it. Yeah. yeah, tons of them. But that's it. That, my number 10, Kingdom Builder. Well, there you have it. All right, my number 10 is a game that I really wanted to like. Um, I think the theme of it uh, is really interesting, uh, or it could be. It's a story-driven uh, game, and the game is Tales of Arabian Nights. Now, I will tell you, that all of the games on my list I have played within the last 12 to 18 months, right? So it's not like they're games I played, you know, forever ago and forgot about. It's games that I've recently had some experience playing. Uh, and a friend of mine, I never have owned Tales of Arabian Nights. Uh, a friend of mine had uh, me and Jonah over to play uh one saturday and i was actually looking forward to playing this game and thinking oh this will be a game that i'm gonna like i'm gonna go buy it right and it just <laughs> fell apart it was the most boring experience i've ever had i mean it is story driven but it's the game is designed so that the game is playing you you're not playing the game the game totally plays you it basically tells you what you can and can't do. There's really no real choices. Um, you don't have any meaningful uh, decisions to make at all. Uh, and in fact, there's really no discernible game there at all. It's just story-driven nonsense. <laughs> so, now, so now you get into that debate, the, the old, uh, you know, is it a game or an activity debate on that one there, right? Eh? Right. <laughs> Exactly. I've never, so I've never played it? this one, but I've wanted to play it, but I just haven't gotten a chance to. I haven't played it, but story games are my favorite. You know, yeah. I love those types of games. So For those, sure. it would, I would probably enjoy it more if I knew just going into it, it was just kind of something to do to goof around and not really right, have a game right. behind it. Right, right. 
And that's the disappointing part about it, right? That's why we have dubs. It's, we had a certain expectation. <laughs> and it totally did because, I mean, Tales of Arabian Nights, who's not going to like that? Yeah, right? yeah. It's a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't pull it off at all. There's literally no game. Hmm. All right. Well, Adam. All right. All right. My number 10. Um, actually sat down and played a demo of this at Gen Con and really enjoyed the first few minutes. But if you've been to Gen Con, you know it's kind of chaotic and there's no time to sit down and play a full game. So right, right. me and my wife sat down and played played this for a round or two, thought this is great. And this is, the, you know, love the theme and everybody's talking about it and love, you know, it's a really good worker placement game. But then got it back, ordered it, got it home and started playing it and realized I just did not like it. It was too luck-based for me, and that's uh, Champions of Midgard. So... Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Did you say area control? No, I said worker placement. Maybe oh. I meant worker placement. Worker placement. I was going to say, there's no area control in no, this game. No, it's worker placement, cool worker placement, and so... You know, I put it on 10 because I was really, like, sat down, played it, and I played it with one of my buddies, and he rolled every single hit. And it didn't matter what we did, we could not beat him. And that was it for me. I was like, this is stupid. So, but with the expansion, that's made the game so much better. So for me, it's a big disappointment, but I will definitely play the game, and I like it now with those new expansions. So yeah, the um, definitely expansions... would not play it without them. Yeah, the expansions make it significantly better. It's it's like without the base game, it's just very basic. It's not it's like a very cut and dry uh, worker placement. There's not much to it. But with the expansions, it adds a lot of complexity, yeah. a lot of and, simple complexity. If that makes sense. And you guys have played games with me. You know I can't roll a die to save my life. Yeah, so, but like, I feel like there's more than enough. <laughs> Uh, mitigation in that game for you to be able to do well. And I know you guys love it. So. <laughs> I do love it. I have all the expansions and the neoprene map for it. Tracy <laughs> loves this game. But I agree. I think the base game by itself is just meh. You know? Yeah. But you throw in the expansions, it definitely kicks it up quite a bit. For me, I think this was actually one of the first games I played and got into when I was really getting into board gaming as a hobby. It's a good one. I love the theme, love Viking theme stuff. So. And if you had super high expectations, then yeah, I mean. Yeah, and we played it for like a round or two. It was like, oh, this is awesome. But I don't ever, I don't think we ever had a chance to actually throw the dice. So yeah, that could have been why. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, there's his wrong number 10. We'll go on number 9, where... There's going to be a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of wrongs on this one, I think. Uh, you're going to not like my number 9. So, my number 9, I've only played once. And I've played it oh, at Dice Tower Con. I, I, already, I already know what it is. I already know what it is. And it's with a C. What? With a C? With a C. No, 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 it doesn't start with a no? C. No, no, okay. No. Adam knows what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so this game, it's got some interesting me uh, mechanisms, and it's by Simon. So I mean, I usually like a lot of Simon games. Simon doesn't normally put out this type of game though, and this game is called Lorenzo Il Magnifico. I played it at Dice Tower Con, <laughs> and something about it just did not rub me the right way. 
One thing Man. was the stupid church track or whatever it was, religion track, where yeah. it forces they, you to waste your resources to go up on a track that doesn't give you anything. But if you don't go up on it, then it punishes you. I don't like that in games for some reason. It just really re irritates me, and that made me not want to play the game ever again. I love that game. I, <laughs> I know you do. Man, I love that game. So I knew this was going to be on your list because I hyped it up so big before we sat down and played that one too. Yes, you like, did. Oh, man. But I love it. So I knew it was going to be there. I definitely want to give it another try and see if I can do better. I think it's cool how they give you the orange, green, and whatever, white or something pillars that correspond to general dice that are out yeah. for everybody. That's a cool way of doing it so that everyone uses the same dice, but then uh, you don't actually have to have a die for every player. It's just kind of like a, a pillar or whatever. Yeah, I think with that religious track, you can pick and choose one to fail, but I don't think you can fail two. So I can see why it's a feature people type of thing. Eh? So definitely can see why some people wouldn't like it. Yeah. I, I actually like the game. I'm with Adam on this. I think it's a pretty cool game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I, I dislike Agricola more when it comes to feed your people kind of <laughs> mechanic that is punishing. I don't think Lorenzo is as punishing as you might think. Yeah, I need to give it another go. I think it has a lot going on, too. There's so many different things to do. Uh that yeah. it's like it's it can almost be overwhelming to somebody somebody that plays games and they want to be able to do everything you definitely can't do that in this game right yeah so right but that's my number nine lorenzo il magnifico all right so my number nine is a box of a game <laughs> that i bought because i like the theme i thought it would be really interesting and and Probably throughout my whole list, you can tell I really like a theme in a game. Yeah. So that brought me in big time over mechanics, maybe to my own uh, demise. And uh, anyway, so the box looked cool. Uh, the theme was interesting, but the game was terrible. I mean, it was just totally horrible. Uh, and that game is Tower of London. <laughs> I mean, this game is like, when we played it, Jeremiah played it with me and Chris, and we were just like, what the hell is going on with this game? It doesn't even make any sense. The map makes no sense. The gameplay is non-existent. I mean, the cards, the way that they are played and during the scoring is just silly. It's supposed to be some kind of area control uh, game, but it's totally unfinished. It's a disaster. They definitely didn't play test this game enough before they put it out there. And the fact is, the only redeeming quality that this game has are the Raven Meeples. That was it. In fact, I wrapped up the game and gave it to Jeremiah for a Christmas present. <laughs> you tried to get me to play this when we started first started playing games, and I knew it was bad when you're like, this game's so bad, you have to try it. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, the but Raven Meeples are cool. The theme sounds interesting. I didn't have high expectations for it, so it didn't make my list because I knew it was going to be bad. 
Um, but if if it tells you anything, it was produced by WizKids. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or published. I wasn't going to do any name calling. <laughs> I will. WizKids is trash. <laughs> This game definitely was trash, and I don't know the theme of Tower of London, and you know the the idea with the ravens if they ever leave, the kingdom will fall, and just all of the history there. I think you could do a solid game encompassing that theme, but this fell totally apart. It was a disaster. Yeah, it was bad. There you go. All right, so my number nine. This is the first Kickstarter I ever backed. Okay. Super excited to get it. You still haven't gotten it. That's why it's a disappointment. It's called Sweet Mess. It's not far from the truth. That one's in the middle of the pack there. Still don't have that one. Okay, so amazing artwork. I love the gameplay mechanisms of it. Great components. Oh, I know this one. Um, Here we go. But man, come on! Amazing publisher, amazing publisher. Great some of my favorite designer. games. Great designer. Some of my favorite games. So excited for this one. This one should be higher, except I will. I'll still play this one. I still think it's a decent game, but just the I, the popularity track in Scythe just kills me. Just <laughs> kills me. I I want to be able to. You go to these cool story cards, you got a story to it, and you're like, ah, oh, well, really, I only have one or two options because the third one's just going to put me behind everybody else. Oh, I could fight somebody, but I'm going to be so far behind. And I watched you play it the other day online, Jeremiah, and it was just, I saw your score and was like, oh, now I know why I just don't want to play it. Like, it's just, I just, there's something about it. And I, I've enjoyed playing it. I've played it with you, David, and, and, and had a great time, but... It was just very disappointing in that piece. I just can't get over it. Yeah, this is one I highly disagree with you, Ellen. <laughs> I love this game. But you're not alone. A lot of people don't like this game. Not just be well, yeah. a lot of a lot of people hate Stonemeyer games in general, unwarrantedly, so they're gonna hate that. I they don't agree out. with. But um a lot of people don't like Scythe. I don't know if it's for the same reason, but they think it's just uh, over. This way too big of a production for what the game is, and I can no, I, love I can it. understand that. But uh, artwork's amazing, mechanics are awesome. I love the the player boards switching up and how you you perform your actions moving on those player boards. I just I just felt like I was roped into doing the same thing every time. If you wanted to actually like win or just play a game to I don't know yeah. have an activity like. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I can understand yeah, that. All right, well, there's uh, two wrong in a row. We'll go on up to number <laughs> eight, another one that I think you are highly gonna disagree with me on. So that's great. My number eight is a game that I played half of, and then haven't played it since. So I completely think that I need to play it again. But I was so hyped up on it because it's such a popular game and so many good things have been said about this game that I was ready for just fantastic, fantasticness. This game is called Concordia. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say earlier. Oh, <laughs> I, <dang knew>. <laughs> I know the comments. Play it again. If anybody <laughs> listens to this, they're going to... Dump on me in the comments, but just something I don't know. Ready for it. 
This might be one that is like dad's where it was just the experience. Um, it was just at a bad, like, cause I played it at dad's house, but it was at like nine o'clock at night and I knew I had to make a drive home afterwards. So I was just trying to get it done. But we also played with my sister, Sarah, and she does not understand board games whatsoever. And that game is, while it's simple, it has a lot of card play and Card play, I feel, is more difficult for new gamers than any other mechanism in board gaming. Because you have to read all the cards, especially in Concordia. It's like you have that tableau of like 10 cards or something on top of a hand of cards you start with. So it's like you got to go through and learn what all these cards do before you really can do anything. So it was just a really bad experience. So I'm going to give it another try. I'll play it again. One thing I'll say that I hate is I'm definitely a thematic gamer. I like there to be theme in my games, and this was so dry. At like, I needed to drink two gallons of water after I played this game. It was so dry. Um, yeah, that doesn't the thematicness doesn't bother me. So I can <laughs> I can play enjoy a dry game, but that one you got to stick it through to the end and see how all those cards score points. That's where it's the best. Yeah, I know. You know? I'll try it. I'll try it another time. That's but... the beauty. You got to pick a card for scoring and for point uh, and for its ability. And so the rules right. are pretty simple, but the complexity comes with picking those right cards. So yeah, if somebody doesn't know how to do that, then it's going to be horrible. I do. I do like Concordia. Um, I don't know if it lived up to all the hype that different people shared with me about it. Not meaning you, Adam. It's a very <laughs> well liked game. It's a well liked game, well received game. It's gotten tons of accolades. I love the designer, Matt Gertz. I think he's great. And I particularly enjoy how he takes a rondelle and puts it in cards, basically. So the rondelle is in your hand. And you just have the same set. You go through it and you play and take those actions. I think that's a cool idea. He does that in a couple of other games of his as well that I think is pretty, pretty cool. That's my number eight, Concordia. <laughs> man there you have it <laughs> all right so my number eight um is actually a game i have and i do like the game uh i think that it just kind of uh falls flat for me because the execution of the game is just not there it's not a polished product and that is smash up this game like concordia is loved by a ton of people i mean uh people love this game they buy every expansion that comes out for it and there's a ton they play in the organized play tournaments i've played in those tournaments um it's a great idea but I think the the end product of it is very unpo- po- uh, unpolished. I think um, that there's something that they could do to make this game go to the next level, to just make it go up. I don't know if they ever will do that because people keep buying the expansions and they're fine with the way it is right now. But it's kind of like uh, I can make a comparison with like Mystic Veil, how it started out as this card crafting game and it still is but then it has this new uh version of it that just takes the whole game up to another level and that's uh edge of what darkness. is it called? Huh? edge of darkness 
edge of darkness. It just kind of booms, you know, in, in that setting. So I think that Smash Up could do the same thing without really changing the game. I'd like to try Smash Up on the app where it does all that fiddly nonsense for you. I think that would be a fun game. Like, I think it would be a great app game. But, yeah, on the table, I've tried to play it with my kids, and it's just it's, it's painful. I, I, I don't know why. It's a mess. So it's Just keeping I, track of too many things. Yes, I agree that this game is just decent. <clears throat> it's a cool idea, cool me uh, mechanisms in it, cool me uh, mechanics. It's just okay to me. After I played it, I was like, it's, it's all right. I think that for sure you have to have, I printed out for my copy, uh, the little sheets that you put the bases on and then you keep track of the power with like a marker. So you don't have to oh, add it. Cool. You don't that's have to add idea. it up every time you go to play on a place or think about, Oh, is this going to break? What's the power level at right now? So that definitely helps with the fiddliness of having to add it up the power on the bases all the time. But I think there's still a level of fiddliness with the card effects affecting each other. And that's something that I don't like. I don't like games where there's a lot of chaos going on and stuff you have to think about. Like, Munchkin is way too much uncontrolled <laughs> chaos. Where it's like, I play a card, I play a card, I play a card. I feel like Smash Up has a level of that. And I don't yeah. like that in games. Yeah, for sure. That's my uh, number eight. All right, my number eight... Um... Super excited to bring this one home. Love the theme. Uh, I love the idea, and everybody talked about it, how good it was. But came home, played it with a couple different groups. You know, thought maybe it was the first group. It didn't go well. Played it with a few other groups. Still didn't go well. Love the idea with the crossroad mechanics, but Dead of Winter oh, just man. fell totally flat for me. Um, and I don't even know why. Like, I, I think this, I love story modes. I think the story with the crossroads is a really interesting, it's a really good mechanic, and I love the idea of the hidden trader, but I think every, maybe it's just the groups I played with. Everybody got, like, real butthurt about getting called out for being a cheater or a, or a you know, a, a bad guy a when they were just trying to, a trader, just trying to get their gas. And so I played it with my wife, and she's like, I was just trying to get my own gas and the rules. And I was like, you're not understanding. You're not quite getting this one. So it could be the group I played with, but my expectation level was really high. And then it just kind of fell flat for me. It's funny. You've mentioned a lot of games. That I like, I'm a big fan of that. wonder <laughs> me. I'm this sure I'm is... going to mention a lot of games. A lot of people liked on this list. <laughs> me and uh, Sherry and Chris, this was one of the first, I'd probably say in the first 20 games that I ever bought, and we played the crap out of this game. We really enjoyed it. And a lot of people don't like that, like, oh, uh, it's semi-cooperative feel. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you might be a traitor because you got to do your own secret thing. It doesn't bother me. I think that if that kind of stuff is fine. There's, there's some semi-cooperative games that I'm like, yeah, this is crap. But, like, this one I feel like does it well. A lot of people don't like it, though, so I, I completely understand. And, I mean, you can play it fully cooperative if you wanted to. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I like the action mechanisms in this game with the dice and the different abilities everybody's got and all the different followers you can get. The artwork's good. I don't know. Just it, yeah, looking at good. it looking at it on the table is really satisfying to me. Like, just overall, I think it's pretty I, – I think it's fun. But, no, I, I, I understand. I like the partial co-op idea. I just don't know if anybody else I'm playing with does. Yeah. Right. 
I like the game. I think it's probably the first game I played that, that had an app component uh, for it. Oh, yeah, really you cool. absolutely got to play with the app for which, it. Which was really cool to be able to integrate that. But it, I, I remember the first experience of that, and I thought, oh, this is really cool. You can use your phone in a game. And so <laughs> I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I think there's several kind of, and I've played several semi-co-op kind of games. Honestly, there's not a whole lot of them that I think pulled that whole thing off really well. Yeah. Um, but I do think that Dead of Winter does pull it off pretty well. I and will thematically say, it does it well. Thematically it does. I, I will say that this kind of game, like Dead of Winter, um, is, is kind of a kind of a really light RPG-ish kind of game. And if you don't have that kind of group of people yeah. in the game, your experience is going to fall totally yeah. flat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely Yeah, agree and I'm, I'm sure that's part of the problem is the groups I played with, it just it just fell flat. And so it, it didn't yeah. live up to the hype. You don't get into the theme of it and the game of it. Uh, you know, like when we played games like that, we put on music and we yeah. just... yeah. We're like candles and do all kind of stupid stuff just to yeah. get the thing going, right? right. But, yeah, start yelling at each other for doing sketchy stuff, and yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but this is on the part of the list that I would play again, so okay. I definitely give. We'll it have to shot. give it. And the expansion for it is really cool. The yeah. awesome. the long night adds like different types of zombies, and oh, um, that's cool. A slew. There's like a science place you can go that has a slew of really powerful cards and like weapons and stuff you can get so that uh, i like the expansion but uh we'll not dwell too much on it we'll go ahead and keep on going so that we don't make this way too long <laughs> uh, my number seven is a this game i was pretty hyped about getting and dad will disagree with this one i think um i got this on a whim 200 and something dollars from uh gen con I think it was two hundred dollars, two hundred something dollars. Uh, I ended up giving it to Dad, and this game is called Cloudspire. It is a uh, tower defense style game. Um, I don't know. I was it's great, got great artwork, really well uh, designed in terms of like it's not, it's not like I don't know. It's designed well. It's got good rules, good mechanics. I just didn't like it. Um, don't really know why. I think it's... There's just a lot of fiddliness in it for me. In terms of... I don't like games that you have to control AI. Or you have to make stuff move in a certain way. It really bothers me. Like Gloomhaven, I put up with it. That's what I was just going to say. What about Gloomhaven? <laughs> I put up with it in Gloomhaven because I just do whatever's worse. But it's like... I tried playing Scythe uh, solo... I just can't do it because you have to know how the AI moves. Um, Gloomhaven's like the yeah. one exception for that. In this game, you kind of have to, rules for how you have to move your workers or your people. And then if you're playing co-op or solo, you have to do that as well. I don't know. It's published. It's got great uh, components. I don't know. I just don't like it. The production's great. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's all right to be wrong. It's a good game. <laughs> And it actually is pretty simple. There are some minor rules that come into play occasionally, um, but it's straightforward. It does what it does. It's a tower defense game, and 
that's all it's about. It's got great components. I like the game. I backed the Kickstarter for the expansion just recently. Looking forward to it. I will say you need to get like the towers, uh, miniature towers that come with it to set your, your spires on will make all the difference in presentation um, for sure. But I like it. It's a great, it's a great little game for sure. That's my number seven, Cloudspire. All right, so my number seven is a game I really wanted because I think it was actually at the time I was getting into to, uh, uh, maybe um, some darker kind of games, perhaps. Um, and it is Eldritch Horror. The game, I wanted to like it a lot, and I tried. I really tried. I didn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to hate this game. I wanted this game to be great. I had expect expectations for it. It's got a great theme. Love the, the theme. Um, but uh, And that theme runs throughout. But it just really is not fun. It's just not engaging. It doesn't have engaging mechanics. Uh, it just fell flat. I mean, it works. Um, you know, it does it does the thing that it's designed to do, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, do I really need this game? Eh, no, I don't. <laughs> so I still have it though. Uh, I, I mean, I even built a, a stupid insert for it to put all the stuff in it and organize it and all that. Um, it's just boring and tedious, honestly. And that's, that's that, nothing <laughs> else to say about it. I've only played it once. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played that one, but I've played. Uh, I don't see the need to go stray from Arkham Horror Card Game. Like I love it. I love oh, yeah. that game is great. Right. So I I haven't picked up any of the other ones because I'll just keep picking up whatever they put out for that one. That's a great game. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I played Eldritch Horror once, and it was with Dad, and I think it was just all right. At games like that where it's super difficult to play, like it's isn't it's a co-op, right? yeah yeah and it's very difficult and it doesn't give you a lot of like upgrades throughout the game like uh elder sign feels that way too where it's just very difficult and there's no like really progression of getting stronger to do better throughout the game so yeah yeah when a game feels like work i'm just like okay well we're done with this <laughs> <laughs> all right well um my number seven, I actually played at your house, David, and I heard nothing but great things from you and our friend Andy about this game and was really excited to give it a shot and then came and played it. And I just, I can't even tell you why it fell flat. And I, I don't really like it that much, but uh, that's Western Legends. What is and wrong? I... <laughs> Another one that you're wrong on. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like it. I can't even tell you a reason why, but I just got done with it and was like, ah, I, I could not play that again and be just fine. And then you guys just love it. And so Andy, man, he loves that game. Our friend Andy plays that one all the time. And, and I just, I'm like, oh, good, that's great. But I just, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. And I, I don't even know why. I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't give you a good reason why, but I just didn't like it. Components were good idea is great looking forward to coming and playing it and that just it just fell real flat yeah the theme i love the theme i i love a western theme in a game i think it's great i've got several of them um <clears throat> i think uh, i know what you're saying i really enjoy the game but 
you know, Tracy doesn't, my wife doesn't like the game that much either. And partly because she kind of likes the same kind of games that you like, Adam, which are games that you know what you need. You can kind of get a strategy plan by the first end yeah. of the round and you just implement it and you do it. And if something comes along, you can adjust it. But you have yeah. a strategy you go with. You know how to get your resources. You know how to get your stuff to get your points and all that kind of thing. Western Legends isn't that way. I mean, it's a sandbox game, right? It's like so open-ended. It's like you're all over the place. Yeah, yeah I, I could be it too because I was like, oh, I'm going to go play cards and I'm going to go right. hunt this guy down. And I was like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, sure. You have to go I into agree. it understanding it's not a Euro game. A heavy Euro game. You have to understand yeah. you're going into it. You're just going to have a goofball time doing whatever happens in the Wild West. Right. And it's really good for my video game friends that aren't board gamers. I can teach this to them pretty easily. And they can understand it and have fun with it. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, you're wrong again. So we'll go on to number <laughs> six. It's wrong everyone here, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, number six. This is a game that I bought on a whim very early on its release before any reviews came out and I was super hyped on it. That's why it's so low uh, on my list because, uh, well, I guess it's number six, but um, I was super hyped because FFG was like our first uh, unique board game. And after having played Keyforge, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome because they just did a unique deck game uh and this game is called discover lands unknown and it's just utter trash like the rule book's garbage the mechanics are trash it's one of those semi-co-op games that has a story somehow uh it's just i don't even it's not even really i guess it's semi-cooperative but there's only one winner well no i take that back whoever survives to the end of the scenario wins you have the option of working together, but you don't have to. It's really weird how they did it. It's so dumb. The story's not coherent. It's utter trash. I'd rather play uh, Seventh Continent or um, the Camelot version, the King Arthur one, Taina Grail. Um, yeah, so don't don't ever pick this game up. It's terrible. That's it. Yeah, you can you convince me not to try this one. Yeah, number six. It just sounds awful. <laughs> it's bad. Discover lands unknown. <laughs> All right. Well, my number six is a game <clears throat> that uh, really does, again, it does what it's designed to do, but it does it with no amount of interesting actions or choices or decisions at all. And the game is covert. And there is absolutely nothing covert going on in this game at all. It doesn't live up to its name at all. Uh, I mean, there's no real deduction in it. I got the game thinking, okay, this is going to be deductive. There's going to be some, you know, hidden espionage going on, some spying, you know, this whole kind of presentation of this game. And they just played it, and it was a complete... Uh, Trud to get <laughs> and finish. It was just terrible. Uh, yeah, it's just they should never have let this game be produced without really over playtesting it. I mean, take it back to the design room and make it work somehow. 
You know, it's like put some more deduction in there. Do something. Jesus. I mean, Mystery of the Abbey is more interesting than freaking Covert. Mystery of the Abbey is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. one I haven't played. Haven't played Co- Haven't played that one. I don't think I have I've it. played it. And actually, I'll give it to you if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to give it to me, but if he's giving a game away, then it's not good. <laughs> That's my number six, Covert. All right, my number six. Um, thought this would be a great family game, and I think my family likes it a lot more than I do. But uh, thought it would be great. Really excited to try this one out. Love the type of app of this type of game. So Candy Crush and those types of games. But uh, Potion Explosion, I go. just don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> I know, I just, my I love you. Love this game. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. I gave it to you. So, yeah, I'm but, glad you don't like it because now I have a game yeah. I've played like four or five times since you've given it. To yeah, me. and I just there's something. It just feels like I don't know what it is. I think it's using all the potions. Like I, I enjoy the mechanism, and I think it's built really well out of, with just using cardboard to create that tray of marbles that comes out. And I do like picking up the marbles and creating those chain effects, but. There's just something that was a little too fiddly for me, I think, and I just didn't like it. You know, the first time I played the game, it was before you gave it to me, I felt pretty strongly that the potions just overcomplicated it. Um, Overcomplicated it. And I never used the potions. The whole first game, I didn't use them. But after the first game, I learned what the potions do, and... For some reason, something clicked. It just changed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this isn't that hard. These are really simple abilities on these potions. And it's not like you get a ton of them. You get one every couple turns or two sometimes in, in a turn if you're lucky. And that's just a couple of abilities that you have for, for the rest of the game. And um, it really makes the choices you have, super in, to me, super interesting. Because you can use a ability before you take a, uh, a yeah. marble. So you can kind of manipulate the board before you take a marble so that you can get even more of the explosions going off. I don't know. Me and Sarah have played this a bunch, and it's it's super easy I, for me to teach people. I like it. I've played this a ton, and every time I'm like, I must be missing something. And then every time I get done, I'm like, that's why I didn't want to play it. Like, <laughs> I just, so maybe it's my kids use a potion. They pull one out. Nope. And then they're jamming it back in and everything's <laughs> blowing up all over the place. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't want that. Or I'm playing with my mother-in-law. Nope. And it's, it's just marbles everywhere. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I definitely play. If you take it out, you're not taking it back. So think heavily before you move, take one of those marbles out. Because it's not well, going back. I was, I'm happy. I'm happy I could give it to you and you enjoy it so much. So that's, that's perfect for me. <laughs> All right, there you go. He just continues to be absolutely (laughs) wrong on his list. So we'll go on to number five. Number five, I was super hyped on. And I will play this game again with the new rules. So um, the designer came out that you can print online new rules to make the game shorter and less lucky, which completely changes the game. Um, but I was super hyped on this game because the theme is awesome. It's Frankenstein. The publisher is fantastic. Plat Hat Games. The production is 
the plaid hat games i mean they they make great production in their games it just i was su- super hyped to play this game and this game is called abomination and it's about making your own frankenstein monster um it's worker placement it's got all the elements in the game that i like you're putting together a frankenstein monster you're doing these crazy things it's it's a very dark theme it's 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 not uh it's worker placement euro so it's not like you're actually doing these things um so i mean you could be void of the dark things that you can do in this game you can go kill people and take their stuff to put on your frankenstein monster you can buy limbs off the black market stuff like that um but that doesn't bother me. I think the theme's really cool. Um, but the it's it's like two and a half hours. It starts super slow, um, and then to win the game, you have to have your Frankenstein monster alive. And the way you do that is you have to power up each of the limbs. But you roll a few dice, and you have to get exactly what you need. If you don't, the limb deteriorates, and you have to find a new one. So it's super lucky and it was very difficult to do well. I don't know that, that part of it, like everything about the game was good except the length and then the luckiness. So with him having changed that, I'll definitely give it another go, but it really just fell flat a hundred percent. That's why I want to try it, but um, yeah. Sounds too much for me for two and a half hours. It's just, I think I'd be done. <laughs> I'm not I'm not opposed to long games, but throwing a bunch of dice for a two and a half hour game, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> they they changed it so it's much shorter, and they removed the luck element to some dis- awesome. degree. So I want to try it and see if it's any better. That's it, Abomination. All right, well, my number five um, is a game that I first played with you, Jeremiah. You brought it over, and uh-huh. it looked cool. I'm, I'm a sucker for a sci-fi theme, uh, so I was really looking forward to playing it, and that's Galaxy Trucker. Um, so the first half of the game is really fun. You get to build your ship out and all that kind of stuff. The second half of the game is terrible. It's just nonsense. And I guess that's what that's what did it in for me. It's totally disappointed with the game. I wanted to like it. I've tried to revisit it and like it, but I just can't. I think that, I don't know, who wants to work on something and get something really nice, you like it, and then all of a sudden it gets blown to hell. I mean, I don't know. It just bugged me really bad. This game just sounds... This game sounds awful. <laughs> it's fun. It sounds awful. It's not that. So I'll say that it's not one of my favorite games. It's just okay to me. But what I think, what I would refute with is that the majority of the game you spend building your ship and you only spend a few minutes of it getting blown up. So like the the meat of the game is really the real time building your ship as fast mm-hmm. as you can and as good as you can and then you have like a few flip of the cards and find out what happens to it and then you move on to the next round so the first round is a small ship the second round is a bigger ship and the last round is a huge ship so you build three ships throughout the game it's it's i don't know i think it's it's fun it's all right but no i i see why a lot of people hate oh. this game 
Sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, you would not like it, Adam. <laughs> that was my. Uh, what no, was I that? don't think I would. Number Six. five. Yep. Number five. There you go. All right, my number five. I played with you guys, and I know you said that, David. You said that I, you know, like games where you can kind of figure out what your points are, but I also like games where you can have different avenues of winning. And I really like games where you, you, you know, if somebody does something to you, you can find another path to overcome that or there's different ways to win and there's different paths to victory. So I think that's fun in games is trying to figure out those paths. And so I've played this with both of you guys. Um, Super hyped game, played it at Tantrum Con two two tantrum crowns ago oh, and this is goo, goo god and i know i know i'm gonna say you're salty for losing but i just if you're so you got to play your cards down on different spaces and it feels like when you're you're, you're either going to get the cards that you need to play on certain spaces so some are gone and some are you know some you can play on because you can't i played it one time so you, you can't play on a lower powered card correct Right. So then you could play it on there, and that one space is gone. And then there are certain things that you have to do. You have to do to win. So you have no choice. Like, you have to go up the Emperor track. You have to go do this. You have to go do this. And it's just like, I, it just heard so many good things from so many people that share similar tastes to me, and I just did not like the game. And now when I've said I'd play again, and the more I think about it, I'm not sure if I even want to. Like, <laughs> how, how how is the Emperor track any different than Lorenzo or uh, Grand Austria Hotel? Oh man, see, Grand Austria Hotel is a great game. I love that one, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You have to go on that Emperor track. Yeah, I I mean I don't. It's not the track that I don't like. I think that it's the fact that you you have to go do certain things to 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 get the points and or to be to win the game you just have to go to certain things and maybe i'm wrong and i've only played it the one time but it just it fell real flat for me and i did not like it and i have to give it another shot just so that jeremiah doesn't say the only reason i don't like it is because he kicked my ass in. so <laughs> so one thing you guys will learn if we continue to do these is that if adam loses the game is trash that's not true <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because I got to say, as an honorable mention, Isle of Cats makes this as an honorable mention. And man, I beat Andy and our friend Ray so badly in that game. And I was just like, oof, either I'm playing with the wrong guys or this game is not good. <laughs> oh my God. No, I, I don't like the losing. If we do salty experiences, that may actually be one that shows up on the list, though. I probably will probably love that one because I did get what pretty good. But no, I just it was it was not the best game. We'll we'll play it again. We'll give it another All go. Right. We'll see. All right. So that is his number five. We'll go on to number four. Number four is a game that um, I was pretty hyped about. I bought it online from somebody and it came with the kickstarter stuff so it came with really cool dice uh in the shape of ships and it's got all of the uh mechanisms that i like in games dice placement it's good production this game is alien frontiers and oh, it man. just fell so flat for me so i 
You're this wrong. one almost this one almost made my list. Hey, <laughs> so I'm not alone. No, no. I love like man, Marco Polo is one of my favorites. A dice placement game, and David, mm -hmm. we play this at your house. I was like, this is gonna be so good. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. I did not enjoy it. I gave. I've played it twice. I gave it two chances, and the exact same thing happened to me in both games. So well, I'll, what I will say is both games was just with the base expansion or base base box. I know there's tons of expand little mini expansions for this game that people say make it way better. I get that, but base game, there's a spot on the board you can go, and it's like three numbers in a row. So if you roll three, four, five or something, you can go there, uh, and you steal a ton of resources from somebody else. And what happened in both games is I spent the first like three rounds trying to get resources. And the only way you can get, you start with three dice. The only way you can get more workers is if you roll a double. I couldn't roll a double, so I wasn't getting extra workers <laughs> to get more resources. Everybody else at the table was. So they had four or five workers. I was still at three workers on round three. Spent three rounds trying to get doubles, didn't. Got a ton of resources. Was finally about to do something. Someone comes in and steals all my resources. So it's like I had, I might as well just restart the game. And there was no coming back from it. It was terrible. <laughs> it was. I. I don't like this game. I think I played with the expansions with you, David, and I still didn't like the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't have all the expansions. I only had one. I think that when we played yeah. with it. But since then, I've gotten two or three more, and it definitely gives you more ways of mitigating stuff and getting resources and the um, stuff you need to do, whatever you need to do. Um, the, I will agree the base game lacks quite a bit, but I think when you throw in factions and uh, the outer belt and all of that stuff, it changes the game drastically. In fact, so much so that you almost want to say, why didn't you do this just from the beginning? Why didn't you just have all of yeah. this as part of the game instead of adding it in later? Um, so there you go. I like the game, though. I think it's pretty cool with the expansions in it. That's it. Alien Frontiers, number three. All right, my number three is a... Four. Uh, we're on number four? Oh, oh that sorry. Was your... yeah. Number four, sorry. <laughs> number four. Sorry. Where's our announcer? Come on. <laughs> number four. So, uh, number four. I thought this game would be... Uh, a really cool kind of dungeon crawly kind of game with fighting and interaction and player versus player, maybe a bit. Um, ultimately, it ended up just being a basic kind of tower defense kind of thing going on or something. And that's Legends of Andor. I know a lot of people do like this game, but it just, it just wasn't there. I mean, even when you throw in the expansions and all for it, it just... I mean, why play this when you can play Gloomhaven or something, another like that? I don't know. It's, yeah, this was... I played this with my, my brother-in-law and my my brother, and it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But I, I don't know if I would ever pick it up. So, you know, if they want, I could play a game of it. Yeah, I'll sit down and play a game of it. It was just okay. But I wasn't expecting much for it from it. Yeah. So, um, But it, it's, it's, not, it's a not bad game, and I think... 
it's it's a whole lot simpler than Gloomhaven, and I think if you want a kind of pandemic type of yeah puzzle. dungeon crawl puzzle, yeah, then I think that's kind of what you're looking at with with that one. Makes sense. Yeah, I still have it. I got it early on in my board game hobby days, and I guess I just had a lot of expectation for it, and it just didn't measure up. And yeah, I'm trying to get rid of it. all right all right my number four um and i there was no hype to this game i never actually even knew it existed and um my son got it from (laughs) at dice tower con last year yeah because we played this one together yes so (laughs) so uh he got it the from devere games and i don't know the guy's name but the guy working at devere games awesome that's like one of the best booths I've been to. Um, they're just so nice, super, super awesome guys. And he traded something with my son for this game. And so I caught, took it home. I didn't even know much about it, read the rules. I was like, this is, sounds really neat, actually. This is a pretty cool game. Took it, said, Jeremiah, we got to play this game. So we met up at Boardwalk, played it. And uh, the game is Papua. And man, it is not very good. And so it's one of those games where you get the rule book and you read through it and you think, okay, this is this is going to be a good game. And then when you actually sit down to play it, it just didn't work. And I think it's all the skull dice that you could get. Yeah. You know, and and I got pounded on those. So you're rolling dice, and if you get skull dice, there's just you're losing guys. There's nothing you can do. I'm halfway through the game and I'm looking around. There's no way that I can come back from it. It's just like, why did I even do this? There's some so cool I, mechanisms in the game. It really just cool mechanisms. And it's way too long. I think it was. It's a pretty yeah. long game for what it is. Yeah, and and I'm reading the instructions and thinking, man, this is going to be really fun. And then you know, going there and getting excited for it because the, the mechanisms are really neat. And then just oh, again, I'm terrible at rolling dice, so all I'm rolling is skulls. <laughs> and I'm halfway through the game and realizing there's nothing I can do. Yeah. So that's the one game we still have because. Daniel will not let me get rid of it because he got it from he got it from that guy, and so I'm like, fine, we'll keep it, but you will have to play with somebody else. The game looks cool. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, it's it's cool. It's got good art from the cards, and it, it's a cool looking game, and it's got really neat mechanics, very original, different mechanics. I just wish they there was those skull dice. Just no way, can't do it. And you, it, I, you lose, you like lose your workers when you roll the skull dice. So then there's not much you can do, because it's yeah. kind of an auction game with those workers. And so you can have all these great plans, roll the dice, and now all of a sudden they're gone. You know, yeah. There's no way to stop it. So, um, yeah, disappointing. All right, my number three. We're on number three. I was pretty hyped to play this game. One, because the artwork is great. Two. <laughs> I like I really like this series of games and the theme seemed really cool. I'm talking about Tiny Epic Quest. I played this game, uh Dad lended it to me and uh I've played it a couple times um and it's just not interesting. It looks cool on the table, the meeples you can upgrade with the weapons and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's very boring. Um it's very luck driven. You basically roll dice and try to get combos. And if you don't, then there's just nothing you can do. Uh, it's, it's not the, the mechanisms in the game just aren't interesting whatsoever to me. Like 
it was it was a super dud terrible to me and <laughs> i really like the western tiny epic western i really like uh tiny epic galaxies those are nice elegant elegant games um in my opinion this one was just not good i disagree with you a hundred percent on that <laughs> in fact Tiny Epic Quest is, is probably one of the highest rating Tiny Epics that they have. A lot of people like that game. I mean, it's got a modular kind of, it's got a modular board. Um, I will say it does feel like you can't ever get everything done that you want to get done. Um, it is pressure luck. There's no question about it. Um, it makes uh, use of timing, right? So you need to know when you're going to rest and what other players are going to do, what's a good time to do that. I don't know. I, I kind of think it has some interesting parts to it that um, maybe you just uh, don't know how to appreciate. That's fine. <laughs> Plus, it's got tiny meeples that you can put little you can put swords in their hand. That's yeah, the that's coolest one. part about the game. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried that one, but I thought... Tiny Epic Zombies almost made this list. So I could, if it's something like that, I I, could I, have, I, would I haven't played Zombies. Tiny Epic Zombies, I agree with you on that. that it just did not cut it for me. No. I think you would like the Western one. Do you like the Galaxies one? Yep. Both of I've the... tried that one. Have you tried, I tried either of them? Oling Zombies you've played? Yep. I have Tiny Epic have... Defenders as well. Defenders is decent. All of, all of those games are are really good I, the newer ones i've not played all of them but i have played well adam you got me tiny yeah. epic zombies, so and i wanted to like it but it just at the end of the day i was like Ugh. yep i agree oh well there you go my number three tiny epic quest all right so my number three um is a game that everybody really kind of got hyped about uh, i know adam you like this game quite a bit it's a pretty game. It's got some really pretty colorful dice in it. Um, and that is Sagrada. Uh, it's, you know, pretty. The presentation's cool. Uh, it's got a nice pasted on theme. Uh, but I, I guess really the disappointment to me is really the result of a comparison uh, more than anything else. And I'm just kind of like, after you play a game like role player, and then you play Sagrada, it's kind of like, why would you want to play Sagrada when you can play role player? And you've got so much more theme coming through the design of the game, especially if you add in uh, Monsters and Minions. It's just more, I don't know, interesting and decision-making and intriguing. And actually, you can do some interaction with players a bit with uh, role player with the expansion. Uh, than you do with Sagrada. I mean, I think it's still solitary pretty much, but um, there's, I don't know. I just like the theme of role player a lot better. I still have Sagrada and I'll, I'll play it, but it's just not as interesting to me. This one could have made my list. It was super hyped when we played it at Dice Tower a couple years ago and it was just, it was all right. Yeah, I, I like this game. I do like this game and I've played role player and I think I like Sagrada better. No way. <laughs> Yep. You're crazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so simple. It's just so simple. It's just so easy, and you get done, and it looks nice, and I, I, I like it. I like the game, so. You're I wouldn't right. say it's, my, it's not one of my favorites, but I, I think 
I like I like it better than role player. I think role player is almost equally as simple without the expansions. If you don't have the expansion, I I I, I don't know if I'd want to play role player without that expansion. I wouldn't. But... Like the expansion was good. Oh yeah, for sure. But I I still think I still think I like it better. Um, I agree with you on the simplicity. I like the idea that it's it's easy to set up. Doesn't take a lot. Role player no. with expansion. There's some setup. I mean, just the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. Somebody's gonna make a mistake though in Sagrada, and then halfway through the game realize that they've got a piece somewhere <laughs> where they shouldn't have. It happens every time. <laughs> so as long as you're okay with that, then then yeah. And I don't really care, but it happens every game. Yeah. <laughs> so my number three, Sagrada. My my number three was, um, you know. We start, I started getting into this hobby. I've been playing games my whole life, but really started getting into a lot of games a little while ago. And this one was really hyped up by the Dice Tower, you know, and thought this would be so much fun. All these different decks of guys, all these different powers and all these different ways to play. And it's kind of like a dude's on a map game and you're fighting each other. And it just fell so flat. And I just do not like it. And that's Summoner Wars. And I... It's not a dudes on a map thing. It's not that. I love, like, Rising Sun. I mean, we played that, Maya and Just David. That game is great. Yeah. It's so good. And then, but I, Summoner Wars, just, I don't know, maybe it's the dice rolling part of it. I don't like dice rolling a lot of times. There are a few exceptions to that, but it it just didn't feel... It just it was way lower expectations than what everybody hyped it up to be, and I was like, this is what everybody was talking about. So you know, you're moving your cards around, and then you attack somebody, and you roll some dice, and then you kind of move them around and roll some dice, and there's not it just it just doesn't feel just didn't feel as as hyped up as good as it was hyped up to be. So that one I got rid of, and I will never play that again. <laughs> My problem with those kinds of games is that the board is so small feels like it's mundane like the movement yeah. on the board is just not even it's non-existent like it doesn't matter like you go to the same places and all that kind of stuff yeah and i it's just there's something about it. yeah you just move a little bit you got this power and the powers are cool and i really enjoyed like i thought all the different armies that came in the box were really neat and unique and different and it looked just it seemed like it was going to be amazing and then playing it just fell flat I, I just don't like the appearance of the game. Yeah, it doesn't look pretty for some reason. Not the box. I'd say that's accurate. Yeah, you put it out and there's a, a wall card on it. Just Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Summoner Wars. All right, my number two is one of the most popular games in the entire world. I'm a huge card gamer. And I love card games. And this one was just it's the the mechan the design of this game is just archaic. The games that are out now are just so much better. And for some reason this one is still around. This is Magic the Gathering. I do not like this game. It's terrible. And it's like if you look at the new cards, there's just paragraphs of text. And it's like, I don't wanna do that. I wanna I wanna play Keyforge. Keyforge is so much better than Magic the Gathering. Destiny, so much better than Magic the Gathering. Uh Runeterra, I'd rather play Hearthstone than Magic the Gathering. And Hearthstone is completely broken. 
<laughs> it's just the idea of having mana in your deck that you have to fish out is boring. I don't know. It's just the whole design of the game to me is just it's old school and it's not good. And there's no reason this game should still be around. I tried to get I tried to get into this one when they came out. It was a newer expansion. It was like fairy tales, but like dark dark fairy tales almost. So I grabbed a couple starter packs and it's just it's hard to get into. I don't oh, know yeah. why I can't enjoy the game. And but I agree with you. Like I've love Transformers, love Keyforge. Rune Terra has a lot of similar aspects to it, you know, with the spell stacking and all that. Rune Terra is great. Mm-hmm. Um but I just cannot get into Magic the Gathering. I don't know why. Yeah, you know, this is going to be awful. But Pokemon is the same type of thing where you're fishing for your yeah, elements. Mana. I'd ra- I'd I'd rather play that. <laughs> I probably would too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's easier. It's, it's more straightforward. I think Pokemon yeah. is. I mean, I, for me, just the fact that there's paragraphs of text on a card just throws it out the door for me. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and read through all this stuff. I mean, come on. It's yeah. it's just kind of silly. I, I don't know why the game is the game that it is, why there's such a cult following with this game. It's been around forever, but obviously a lot I, of people really like it. The story behind the game is awesome. Like, yeah. you got all the, you got so much story behind each different, hero or whatever they're what are they called i can't even i don't even know what they're called that's it planeswalkers so much story behind them so much thematic elements into each difference like water or vampire or whatever the different uh colors are with the cards and artwork is awesome so i think i can see why because i look at it and i'm like why don't i like this game like Mm -hmm. look at you walk into a store and you see the artwork everywhere it just looks amazing with the backstories and everything but yeah, I just it's hard to get into. I, I, I would agree with you on that one. Yeah, one that's thing, the other part. It is hard to get into. It's kind of like... Yeah, yeah. and the community is not great. Um, but <laughs> one thing that I believe to be absolutely true is that simplicity in a card game makes it so much better. There doesn't it, That doesn't mean there can't be complexity or tough decision-making or um, actual moments that matter, decisions that matter. It's just being able to see a card, read one sentence, and be able to do what it says really right. makes a card game shine. That's why I like Transformers. It's so simple. Well, it's so simple. But it's so simple, but if you're not building your deck right or playing it right, you're not going to win. Like It's such a simple game, but you're, there's more strategy to it that's hidden underneath it. Yeah, the first card driven or the first card game that I got into was Destiny, and I love that game. And Destiny's it's great. It's so, so simple on the. It was so simple but complex at the same time. But it wasn't, you know, a a paragraph of text you had to read and figure out before you got to do anything. And I guess that's what I mean when I sit back. I know we're having some discussion now about why magic is still <laughs> magic or magical. Uh, and something like Destiny is not. I don't really get that. I do think the theme of magic is very engaging for people. I think that whole kind of mage, planeswalker, kind of mana uh, setting is interesting. The artwork's great. I am glad magic is around. Though. 
because a lot of FLGSs depend on magic. And if it were not for magic, I know several that would not be open right now. So I am glad that it's, it's there to support the FLGS stores. All right, before we spend too much time talking about magic, let's go ahead and try to try to wrap this up. What's your number right. two, Dad? All right, number two, um, basically number two is photosynthesis. It got a lot of hype when it came out. I remember walking and seeing it the first time at a Dice Tower Con and thinking, oh my God, they got trees on a, on a board over there. What are they playing? You know, It was very interesting to look at and, and it was interesting to play. But again, this is going to be another letdown in terms of it just took so long to get through this game. My first play of it, I liked it, but then I thought, how long did it take us to play that? I mean, it was like unnecessarily long. Well, you know, now that we have the game Bosk, I will never play photosynthesis again. Bosk does it so much better. It's a prettier setting. It's uh, quicker to play, it's I think more it interesting. has. It's more interesting. It has crunchier choices to make. Um, I just like Boss ten times better than Photosynthesis, and just, I mean, it's a shame. Uh, but there you go. This didn't make my list because the first time I played it, I liked it. This would make this game would make a list of games I've cooled on, games that mm. I've I don't like as much as the first time I played it. I, I have this game, but I haven't played it in ages, and, and I enjoyed it when I played it. So I don't know. I, but I've time, never played Bosk. The first time I played it, my first comment out of my mouth was, how long did it take us to play that? It takes when you play a game, and the first thing that you say after the game is, how long did it take? There's something wrong. And it feels like you're just doing the same thing the entire game. And exactly. every time after you play it, it's going to be exactly the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so my number two, photosynthesis. So my number two, uh, I picked up on, this is a, probably a sign that it wasn't very good, but I picked it up on sale at uh, Dice Tower Con and heard heard some good things from a couple people about it. And the artwork is, is great. The idea, a competitive kind of story-driven game right up my alley. Um, and you're playing cards down to gain different abilities to fight, to, to meet the criteria on quests that you go out on. And that's um, By Order of the Queen. So I was really excited about this one. Rules, again, read the rule book, and this isn't from too many people just looking at it. I like cooperative games. I really like the story-driven aspect of it a little bit, and they're just on cards. It's not nothing too crazy, but it gives you some thematic storytelling in it. But, man, the game is way too long and way too lucky and just... If they could shorten down the game into a 30-minute kind of package for it it would have been great because i don't mind chucking some dice and reading some stories and having a good time but it was we played it for an hour and a half and we were probably only halfway through it and i was like you know what this just isn't worth it we're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again uh and the artwork is uh, is uh, really neat <clears throat> so and the stories were kind of neat but then it's like well if you roll this you read this story well you never roll that because you need to have everything go for you. So then something bad happens and then you just do that over and over again. And it was, it was a big letdown. So I didn't even, I didn't even finish the game and then just got rid of it. So yeah. <laughs> it would have been a really neat game in a shorter package. If somebody could take that streamline it and put it in a shorter package, it would be a pretty interesting game. Yeah. I've not played it. 
Now, I don't know if many people have, but it was just, it wasn't. It, look, it looked cool. It looks cool. <laughs> that's the extent of it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one that you can be right on. All right. Um, <laughs> that's probably the only one on my list, right? Number one. We are on the last one, the most despised game on our list, I would assume. <laughs> I played this game one time, and I played my buddy's copy of it, and it is completely void of theme. It might as well just be playing. It might as well just be called playing cards in a row, trying to upgrade stuff, because the artwork is terrible and there's zero theme. This game is called Glory to Rome, and I'll never play it again. <laughs> this is oh, a super liked game. It's in the top 100 on BGG. I'm pretty sure. The artwork is terrible. It's it's white. It's literally you can make this game. It's white cards with a terrible, <laughs> with like some garbage, uh, word, what is, clip art on it, and somebody put it in Word and typed up stuff on there. It, it, look, it looks terrible. <laughs> That's about all I got to say about that. <laughs> not, I've heard great things about this. This sounds like it's a game right up your alley because you're trying to find how to break the game. Like, that's right up your alley from the sounds of it. You got all these cards, you have to try to break it. And it may have just I, been the experience that I had, but it was just, it just wasn't fun. This is not one I would like to play with my wife because she would hate that, like hate it. But I was one I'd like to play with you guys because it would be fun to try to break it. But if you don't like it that much, maybe it's not worth trying. No, you might like it. It might, and it is very possible. This is one of the few, like most of the games on my list, I really didn't like because uh, they're bad. Right. Uh, this is one that I would give another try at some point, maybe, if you can convince me. <laughs> and it, and it, and it but, might have just been my experience. But but now, I've, I haven't played it, but Res Arcana seems like it does something similar to this one. Oh, it's way better. So that's one I would rather play instead of, of this. Yeah, Res Arcana, it's, it, I wouldn't even can put it in the same line of games. Put the same category? This is yeah. more like that Villagers game we played with Andy. Oh. Ugh, that almost made this list. That game was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's gonna hate this, but yeah, he's gonna hate my list for sure. I don't know how we. Played... I don't know how we actually play games together. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played Glory to Rome. I've thought about wanting to play it. I like city building games, and that's what this game is. And I don't know. I just never got around to playing it at all. But there you go. Meh. Yeah. All right, so my number one is a game that I really, really was excited to play. I played it at Dice Tower. I was actually teaching it at Dice Tower uh, one year to people in the hot games area. And the game uh, really tries to grab the intensity of a movie. I played it with full player count. Uh, okay. It took me seven hours to play this game. I should have just went back to the room and, <laughs> and watched seven the movie <laughs> and came back over. The game, who goes there? And it's based on loosely on the movie The Thing. And it just really took forever, seven hours. <laughs> I have never, ever played a game that long in my life and never will again, more than likely. This game was just over the top way too long for what it 
set out to do. The, comp the production is great. Production is wonderful. But at the end of the day, when you look at this game that's trying to reproduce the same intensity of a movie, a theme, uh, about, you know, the thing, a horror, horror theme, and then you have the board game called The Thing that does the same thing shorter and more interesting. It's like, why would you ever play this other one that is more in-depth and doesn't really take you anywhere else with going so deep with whatever it's trying to do? In fact, I think if you could take The Thing and mesh it with the production quality yeah. of who goes there, you'd have a great game. I think that would be awesome. Um, because I like the thing. I like that idea of you don't know who somebody is and it can change throughout the game. And um, uh, all of that, I, I like the search stuff. You have to get this and that. I like all that stuff. It just was horrible. It took forever and I was thinking, what can I do to ever get the seven hours back? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It's gone. I enjoy I enjoy the thing. The thing is good. It's yeah. pretty good. And that one's kind of got a lot of it's some similarities to the Dead of Winter, but for some reason I like it better. Like, yeah. um, and you know, I've the last play I had of the thing, I was kind of ho hum on it. And the last play I had with my kids, it was just we sat down and played it one night, and it was just it was great. We had a great time. We all yelling at each other. Even my, you know, my eight year old daughter played it, and she got it fine and played it and was we're yelling at her you're the thing and no i'm not it was it was great like it was a yeah. good time i mean if there would have been yelling during my seven hour play of this it would have been interesting at least you you screaming to get away i love it i in fact i never finished the game i got up and walked away i left i was like i'm done i'm hungry i've been sitting here for seven hours we're done with this freaking game. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, right. My number one. And if you, yeah, if, this, if this isn't a crossover, then we had zero crossover this this whole list. This is not a crossover. All we right. had no crossovers. Again, well, how do we play games together? Um, <laughs> finish us off. So my number one, uh, again, heard great things about it. Found it on sale at Barnes & Noble. So it was like, score, this is awesome, this game. I don't even think it's in print and uh grabbed it came home played it was like oh i don't know about that then played it another night uh, uh, that's not very good and then played it again and again and again and again it was like watch videos on it i must be doing something wrong read the rules multiple times i have to be doing something wrong and uh that shadows over camelot the oh, game yeah, is yeah. terrible that's what it was. terrible terrible i can't stand it and i don't know why i just it is awful, and I've played it so many times, and I tried, and I talked to my wife about it, you know, like, oh, what's your number one game? Oh, Shadows of Camelot. She's like, oh, yeah, that game's terrible. Like, it was just awful. It's it's a monotony of getting punished, and we didn't even add a traitor to it. And so that's why I think maybe I played it wrong, except I checked so many times, there's no way. And it was just getting beat down, play a few cards, get beat down, and play a few cards. It was just... It's awful. I can't stand it. I will. It's one of my lowest rated games. I just, I hate it. So <laughs> that one was very high expectations and how far it is. There's no way any other game would make number one. <laughs> right. There you go. I yeah, won't I say much about it. I played with Jeremiah. 
and was not impressed. I wanted to be, I like King Arthur, I like Merlin, I like the whole thing, but yeah. It is, believe it or not, it's rated within the top 400 of PG. I know people love this game. And the person that we played with, um, Stu, you know, he, he uh, we worked together for a while and, and he loved the game. I gave it to him because I was like, you, you love this game, take it. I don't know why you like it. It's just miserable. Like, so it wasn't the people we were playing with because he loved the experience and me and Don hated the experience. So, um, yeah, we played that probably like seven or eight times before we were like, you know what? This is just awful. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. There you go. There you go. All right. So I did have a few that I, I almost made my list. Uh, Terror Below. I did not like it. It was terrible. Uh, and I, the reason it didn't make it is because I didn't have super high expectations. I didn't know anything about it. So I wasn't like, oh, this should be good. It just looked cool. So we tried it. Bad. Papua, like you said, because it was poo poo. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had no expectations for it. Right. Um, Fire in the library. I'm not oh, a big fan man. of it. And it seems no. like such an amazing theme and it's got good production. It just fell, yeah. fell flat for That me. one, I would agree with you on 100%. And the guy sold it so well. He was like, oh, he did. That. I have a cop that I have a copy of that sitting over here. My <laughs> wife was like, oh, this game's so much fun. And I think it was the way that they they yeah. demoed it. And then we brought it home and played it. We're like, oh, this is really bad. Yeah. Like, so. And then agree with you on last that one. one is Bloody In. It just didn't. I I had pretty high expectations for. It. I thought it was gonna be cool, and it was just okay. Uh, did y'all have any short lists? I went over a few in this, like Villagers is definitely one, and, and then um, the the few that we went over, but um, I could probably go up to about 30. <laughs> <laughs> and some of Jeez. them are going to be, and some of them are going to be some people's favorite games. Yeah. It's just, I, I, sometimes I don't know why I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like, but um, yeah, there's, there's, I could definitely go further than that. I'd have to put it together, but for sure. Any on yours, Dad? Any short list? Um, I, I had thought about putting Funkoverse on here because um, I really wanted it to be fantastic and all the hype that it was given, get, getting. And I don't know. It just kind of was eh for me whenever I played it with the kids. But, yeah. That's that. That's about it. I didn't. I didn't spend a whole lot of time trying to weed stuff out. So, all right. Well, there you go. Let's uh, wrap this up. If you guys have any top ten duds that you've played, you had high expectations and you didn't like it, leave a comment below. If you enjoyed watching this video, subscribe, like, share, all that kind of stuff. And thank you guys so much for watching. We really appreciate it. And as always, we'll see you on the next one.